sowing and harvesting. I, I, I believe, you know, the Hebrew year started in September. And, and, and when it started in September, some of the, the prophetic words around, that are often released around that time have been, have been some of the things that my wife was just declaring um, to, to us. And, and there's, there's one word, there's one word that has been on my heart um, in the last few days that I'm going to share with you uh, tonight. There are about nine things that I shall be sharing in the course of January and, and probably into February as well about, about what God is, is prepared for us in the year 2019. Um, but I want to share just one thing, one thing that speaks through all the things, all the things, all the prophetic words and prophetic messages and, and also as I've been praying, um, I, 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 had, I, had, uh, uh, I had a feeling it was just a feeling. Nothing God said, God spoke, nothing. It was just a feeling at that time, a few weeks ago, that we have worked so hard. I mean, who has worked so hard this year? We've worked so hard. I, I, looked at, I looked at what my, just, just my wife was giving a testimony on Sunday on some of the things that we've achieved this year. And I, I looked it back and said, wow, I don't know how we made it, but we made it. You know? And I know there was a lot of work that had to go in. And, 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 and as I was having this feeling of how much work has been put in, it felt like there's been a lot of sowing also. A lot of seed has gone on the ground. And also, a lot of watering has been done. Stay with me. A lot of watering has been done. And, and there's been some things that are just growing. But they are not yet ready to harvest. But you are entering into a season where there is going to be a lot more harvesting than the sowing we have been doing. There is going to be a lot more plucking, a lot more picking, a lot more putting into the storehouse. Than you have ever done up until now. And some of the things that you're going to be harvesting are things that have been pending for a long time. These are not popcorn blessings, but they're things that you have been working on. Working on. You know, like uh, it takes a while before you can harvest from an apple tree. It takes even longer before you can harvest from a mango tree or from an avocado tree. It takes long before you can get a good juicy grape from a vine. That you can have choice grapes that you will put on the shelf for somebody to buy, which are not sour. It takes a while. And that while that you've been waiting is come. Yeah. Am I speaking to someone? Yes, so, but okay, let, let, let's, let's go into the word. Let's go into the word. That, that was just, it was a feeling and then it became a message and a word. And, 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 I, and I know, I know that God has something for you. 
It's not by accident that you are here tonight. So I want to welcome everybody who's been who's coming into AGP for the very first time. I see a lot of new faces. Welcome everyone. Thank you for being here in Amazing Grace Parish. There is a message for each and every one of us. It's, it's as we cross over into, into the new year and from now on only my clock counts. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and so, Job 22. I want to read Job 22. Job 22. And we're going to start it off from, from 21 to 30. Verse 21 to 30. This is, this is, the book of Job is, is, a, is our conversations that Job has been having with three of his friends. And, and a young man has been sitting on the side up until now. And um, he, he's listening to these old men speaking through Job's difficulty. The friends of Job have come to speak to him while he is sitting in the ashes. So every morning they would visit him and find him sitting in ashes. You know, ashes from your fire, from after he was sitting there. Why? Because the ashes gave him a soothing on his wounds and the sores that were all over his body. And they are talking and trying to convince Job that Job is because of your sin that this and all these bad things have happened to you. You've lost your wealth. You've lost your children and now you are sick and about to die. You're just scratching like this old man scratching. Even his wife, he said, just curse your God and die. And Job is here. And one of his friends, and one of his friends speaks in Job 22. As they are trying to bring Job to understand some things. And it's such a profound thing. From We can't go back into all the things that he was talking about in this particular portion. But verse 21 to 30 speaks to us tonight. Amen. Amen. And, and I'm going to try to do it because I, I believe so strongly in my heart that you must eat the communion before 2019. I don't know why, but, but we have to make it before 2019. So I'm going to have to speak express. Amen. Amen. So get your pen and paper and notebook if you can. Submit to God and be at peace with Him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from His mouth and lay up His words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust, your gold of Ophir to the rocks in the ravine, <coughs> then the Almighty will be your gold, the choicest silver for you. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and will lift up your face to God. You will pray to Him and He will hear you. You will fulfill your vows. Verse 28. What you decide on will be done. And light will shine on your ways. When people are brought low and you say, lift them up. Then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even one who is not innocent. Who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. In, in, in the King James Version, verse 28 reads and says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established 
unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So it is a scripture and a text that has, has about three different settings or three different situations by which we must derive an understanding tonight before we cross over. Amen. Amen. By which you need to take hold of because these things will be defining issues of 2019. So I want to start off with you and, and what Enimaz who was speaking to Job calls upon Job to do. He starts off in verse 21 and says to him, submit to God. Submit to God. He says, acquaint yourself with God or conform your will to God. Submission to God means become familiar with God. Acquaint yourself to God. Secondly, it, 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 means, it means become conformable to God. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and down to 3 says, We must offer ourselves as living sacrifices and we must be conformed or transformed or metamorphosized in our minds so that we can understand the will of God. And we can know what God desires of us. We can know why we exist. You can know why you are still alive in 2019. Amen. So he says, submit yourselves to God. Point number one, you must submit yourself to God. Whatever you are going to do, be submissive to God. Bring yourself to conform to the will of God. Amen. Acquaint yourself. I said it means become familiar with God. How much do you know God? Are you growing in your knowledge of God? Are you becoming more like God? That's being familiar to God. Becoming more like Him. Have you ever noticed how people will look at, at a dark-skinned guy like me and look at a, at a light-skinned wife like her and say, those two people look alike. And you wonder, what is there that looks alike between me and her? It's a familiarity that is between her and me that you begin to associate me to her. I've seen people who have said, oh, these people, they speak alike. And if you hear the men speaking, you say, blah, blah, blah. and the one, ah. how do these deep voices and this thin voice are sounding alike? It's not so much about the, the, the sounding of the voice. It's what comes out of them because there is now a familiarity that makes them one. Amen. Amen. Have you ever heard that sometimes people who are coming from a particular church are speaking very similar tongues. And you wonder, are they just copying their pastor? No, it's just a familiarity that is there by association. Amen. Amen. Just like you have Dutch people living in the Netherlands, and if you take a Dutch person, put them in another place, sooner or later Dutch people find him and they start to speak Netherlands together. Is that not so? Why? Because there's a familiarity around that. And so, if we are being called to become familiar with God, amen. amen. Somebody say, somebody turn to your name and say, submit to God. Submit. Number two, it says, be at peace with God. Be at peace with God. He calls him and says, be at peace with God. You need to be at peace with God. You need to, to, to come and say, God, have mercy on me. Let your will be done in my life. And God, I'm going to follow you 
Not like Jonah. When God was saying to Jonah, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Jonah decided to go to Tarshish. You know, Nineveh and Tarshish are, are like Maastricht and Groningen. That's how different they are. Jonah was somewhere in Utrecht. Just to bring you to the understanding. God says to Jonah, I need you to go to Maastricht. And Jonah said, Maastricht? No. He gets on the train to Groningen. It was a boat, okay, on the canal to Groningen. <laughs> and God had to throw him into the sea. So that he can understand. And it was when he was now drowning in the ocean. That he said, God. Have mercy on me. I will do what you say. That God sent a fish. And when he got comfortable and warm in the belly of the fish, he was thinking, ah, do I really, really want to go to Maastricht? <laughs> and after a while, he says, God, I will go, I will go. Then the fish went. And I was wondering, what was wrong with the digestive system of that fish? <laughs> Until he was thrown out over there and suddenly he realizes, oh my God, I have no other choice now but to go to Nineveh. Be at peace with God. And you see, when he went to Nineveh, the things he was fearing would happen. He was, he was afraid of two things. One was that the people of Nineveh might just turn upon him and kill him. The other was that God was going to just have mercy upon Nineveh and he might look stupid. To say, you prophet of doom, where is your God now? But God had mercy on the people. When they heard his message, they fasted. You will fast this year in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you will fast this year. Amen. Because you want to get close to God and be at peace with God. The people of Nineveh fasted when they heard the message of God. That God was not happy with their way of life. God was not happy that they were not living according to his way. And when they fasted and prayed and said, God have mercy upon us. God had mercy upon them. Nineveh was not destroyed. And you will not be destroyed as well. Because you will make peace with God. Make peace with God. Get rid of sin in your life. Make peace with God. Get rid of those habits that do not please God. Sometimes it's not sin. It's just habits that just don't please God. Sometimes it's just being in places that do not please God. They may not be sin. But, but at your level, you should not be there. For the ministry that is in your life, you should not be there. For the calling that God has placed upon your life, you should not be there. You should not be associating with some of those people you associate with. You should not be smoking what you're smoking. For the faith that you preach. It may not be sin, but be being at peace with God. You see, me as a pastor... Me as a pastor, there's nothing that prevents me from going into some of the places that you go. But when I go into the throne room of God, I need to be at peace with God. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I dare not be in some of those places. And then you say, Pastor, I didn't come to my party. I knew what was going to happen at your party. 
time I didn't come. Because I pray before I, I, I make a decision. Before I used to come to people's party without praying. And you know what happens? I go in, everybody is, oh, holy, holy, praise God, hallelujah. When I go out, they turn the sofas around. They even change their dresses. Dresses that were long sweeping the floor suddenly are rolled up. When I walked back into one party to check, I forgot something here. I was shocked. Is this the same party I was in? I had not even gotten to my car. So now I know as a pastor, I need to be at peace with God. I even had somebody say, don't mind him. And I said, oh, okay, don't mind me. But what about God who sees beyond? The things that you say and the things that you be at peace with. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, accept instruction from God. It says, accept instruction from God. Who is giving you instruction? Some of you take more instructions from pastor than from God. Some of you take instructions from mom and dad than God. Now I had a, I had a brother who says, I, I just come to church because I need to be able to report back to my mother that I went to church. Taking instruction from God. You are here, a man that is back in Africa, but he has so much power. Brother, he has to wake up in the morning, go to church, because when mama calls, did you go to church today? I need to hear the story. Shame on you. You must be taking instruction from God. What is God saying about your life? Be in church because of God. Do what you do because of God. Be in your job because of God. And when God says move, move. Mm. Hallelujah. Hey, the amens are few today. <laughs> but 2019 is not a year to be joking around and fooling around. Oh, yes. Harvest is for the people that will take instruction from God. My, my brother talked about being in the right place and in the right time. If you can't follow the instructions of God, you will miss things. <laughs> but you will not be one of those that misses their moments of visitation. Amen. Take your instruction from God. Amen. Amen. Number four. He says, return to the Almighty. Return to the Almighty. If you return to the Almighty, come back to God. Why does he talk about coming back to God? Because sometimes we drift away from God. We begin to know more than God. When the medical aid pays all your medical bills, you think, I don't need God. When, when the humanity pays all your social welfare and gives you social, and you can put your feet on a beautiful couch that they bought for you, you begin to think, why should I even go to church? So God has come with a word and an instruction to say, return to God. Tell your neighbor, return to God. When they give you a nice salary and a beautiful car to go along with it, you start to think, why should I even go to church? When you become a scientist and they call you doctor of philosophy in bioinformatics, working on CRISPR science, some of you don't even know what CRISPR science is. 
Even your pastor knows what CRISPR science is. <laughs> you become too big for God. And so, this is the challenge to you. Return to God. Return to God on the things that you used to do. You see, God comes and He's speaking to John or while He's on the island of Patmos in the book of Revelation, where John writes the book of Revelation. And one of the things that God speaks to him is He says, this is the message to the churches. One of the messages to the churches was, return to your first love. Return to your... You used to love God. I was being challenged earlier on this evening by one of the pastors that, that, that had an influence in my life. He's, he's a prophetic minister. And, and thank God he's refused to become a prophetic minister. You know what a prophetic minister is? There's a prophet and a prophet. Prophet, you know, prophet and prophet. Prophet meaning the, the, the person of God, the voice of God, mouthpiece of God. Prophet means when I do buying and selling, I make some money. Called prophet. Now what you make in your business? You either make a profit or a loss. And today we've got a lot, so many profits in the church. But we need prophets. Tell your neighbor, we need prophets. Not prophets. You know, prophets are people who, who will give you a word. Like Gilbert, you will get married in 2019. For you to get married in 2019, you need to sow a seed on the altar. <laughs> 2,000 euro. Now that's a profit. Because it gives you a word for your money. So one of these prophets who groomed me in the Lord. If you want to get married, you can get married. You don't have to give me money for that. You just need to be, to be in tune with God. So, so he was saying, when we grew up, and I, and, I, and I recognized it, when we grew up, we went to night prayer meetings where we prayed from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. without a break. And it was okay. And he says, nowadays we need to bring guest musicians to entertain people who have come to a night prayer meeting. Does anybody recognize what I'm saying? Yes. And people want tea break and coffee break and drink break and toilet break and food break. And I'm, not, I'm not saying there's something wrong with all your breaks. Huh? You can break whatever you want. He was just saying, when we, we were hungry for the Lord, and we prayed six, seven hours, we, we didn't think about a break because a break took away time from speaking with God. It, it, it broke your rhythm in prayer. I mean, we walked eight hours. Riba shaka monda sita kuya bashika monde tekayata. Rite koshima while one brother was going to the toilet, we continued. Masa koprate. Rindia toshimaka utayaka kupa ketaya. Until the sun came up and said, now it's time to go home. <laughs> because we were seeking for God. And this year, somebody needs to return to God. Amen. Amen. You were praying one hour. You were praying two hours. Now you need help to pray 15 minutes. 
If they don't call a prayer meeting, you can't pray for 10 minutes. You must return to God. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, return to God. Return to God. I mean, we must return to the Almighty. You would sing and people would fall with the anointing. Now, when you sing, people are saying, what is wrong with this brand? <laughs> My wife was even challenging me the other day that you are beginning to have a bit of a devil. <laughs> and I thought, maybe, maybe I need to start fasting like a brother. <laughs> She, she, she knows the kind of fast. She tried to cook breakfast for me and she gave up because breakfast was just hard for me. With all the fast things we used to do as brothers, some of them were not wise, let me warn you. But, but when we fasted as brothers, you could be fasting the whole month because you are fasting the fasting exchange from the prayer coordinator. And then you are fasting from the fasting to go for an outreach to preach in a village somewhere where you know there are demons that if you just go with a full stomach, those demons will sort you out. And then you are also fasting to get married to a good sister. A man is born. So you had to be, you had to be, to be always in tune. And I, and I tell you, I was going to preach in all kinds of weird places where drunkards would come and say, I will hit you because of the gospel. You know, the, the drunkards here are very kind. <laughs> I've, I've, had, I've had people threatening me because I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But God is saying, return to me. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you have fallen back from the level that you were. 2019 must be your year to return. Amen. You miss church because you want to watch Manchester United. God forbid here 2019. Amen. Amen. Ajax can play, you can watch the replay, but God forbid that you miss going to prayer meeting because you want to watch Ajax play in Champions League. And we are in Champions League this year. But God forbid that you miss the prayer meeting for Champions League with Ajax. Hallelujah. Amen. Return to God. Number five. Remove wickedness from your tent. Remove wickedness from your tent. <laughs> I, I'm talking to Christians. Who must remove wickedness from their tent? Wickedness from your tent. From your house. You will not welcome anybody in your house. Because they will leave feasts in your house. It's almost like wickedness. Jesus says to them, I was, I needed somewhere to sleep. I needed shelter. Did you open the door for me? <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I needed food to eat. And I came to you. Did you give me food? You give more food to the pastor than to the people that need it out there. You, you, you give more, more, more gifts to the church than you give to, to, to your family. That is in need. I don't know who I'm challenging, but somebody must remove wickedness. Amen. See, the other, the other time, I, my, my bishop, my pastor says, 
winter, go and buy your parents a blanket. Don't come giving all kinds of offering to church without buying a blanket for your parents this winter. We don't want Christians that are holy, holy in church, but wicked outside. <laughs> and uh, remove wickedness from your tent. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, remove wickedness from your tent. <laughs> Any form of wickedness. Anything that is ungodly, that is, remove it. Number six. Number six says, regard God more than your possessions. Regard God more than your possessions. The, the verse itself, verse 24 says, assign your nuggets to the dust and your gold of Ophir to the rocks in the ravines. Then the Almighty... What is, what is it? Would you take your... It's saying, let, let God be of more value than the possessions you have. Therefore, if you take your gold and put it on the floor to the dust, it's, you, you, do, you generally do not take gold and put it on, your, on, on the dust where people will just walk on top of it. <coughs> you go and take some rough stones somewhere and put them in your driveway. He ain't saying, take your valuable possessions and put them aside and then God will be your portion hallelujah God will be your portion he will be then your silver and your gold so those are the things that you must do number one I said submit to God number two I said be at peace with God number three accept instruction from God you must get into his word hear what his word is saying listen to his word get the word deep into you number four I said return to the Almighty you must pick up again from where you have fallen return to the Almighty number five remove wickedness from your tent and number six regard God more than your possessions God must be more valuable than your things don't come to church for things. Amen. Amen. Some of us come to church to prosper. I was speaking to somebody and they said to me, Ah, my sister, she's only in church because she, she gets good business deals from church people. I said, God, I've been so happy about this sister until I heard this story that she was only sitting and lifting up her hands in worship. Why? Because she gets good business deals from the people in church. We must, we must regard God more than possession. We must love God more than our gold and, and, our, and our silver. And how will God respond this year? How will God respond this year? And then we'll take the communion. Number one, God will prosper you. If you read verse 21, it says, And prosperity will come your way. So whatever you want to prosper in, it will come your way if you do those six things that I told you that you need to do. Number two, you will be restored. He says if you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. He will restore you. Whatever restoration you need, you will be restored. Number three, God will become your silver and your gold. He will become the things you need. Just like he says in Matthew chapter 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things, you must seek God first. And all these things will be added unto you. So God will give you the things that you need. You will be a defense and you will have plenty. Amen. Amen. 
Number four, you will have you will have delight in God. You will have your delight in God. You will enjoy God. I can tell you I have enjoyed God and I'm going to enjoy you more in 2019. Hallelujah. See, the more I give to God, the more I give myself to Him, the more I delight in Him. Amen. Amen. The more I find pleasure in Him. Yeah. And, and, and number, number six, you will lift up your face to God. Remember, Job was in a place where his friends were saying, you, you are no longer acceptable to God. But to be able to lift up your face to God says you are accepted. Have you ever seen people when they go before a king, they go with their face down. But when the king says, I accept you to come into your presence, they can lift up their face and look the king into the eye. It's a sign of acceptance. You bow before the king. And when the king says, I've accepted you, your, 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 your worship of me, then you can sit with him and see his face. But before he has accepted you, you cannot dare lift up your face. But here he says, when you do these things, then you can lift up your face to God. You will be accepted. Number six, your prayer will be heard when you call. Your prayer will be heard when you call. Number seven, you will pay your vows. What is it talking about? It's saying that the things that you have declared to happen will happen. Amen. Amen. You will be able to fulfill your promises. You'll be able to do the things that you have said. These will happen. Number eight, people will be blessed because of you. People will be blessed because of you. And, 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 and you will see that on verse 20, 29 and 30. He says, when people are down, you will say, lift them up. And there will be air lifting up. And then I just want you to, to understand this. This last point and then we'll take the communion. Thou shalt decree a thing and it will be established unto you. Number one, you have to make a choice. And you have to make a decision. You will make a decision. You will decree a thing. You can only decree something you have decided upon. I need you to be very decisive this year. Tell your neighbor, be decisive. Be decisive. Be decisive. And number two, when you have decided, you must declare it. When you have decided, you must declare it. And when you have declared it, you must walk in faith. Amen. When you have declared, you must walk in faith. And declarations like my wife has made us pray, so I will not make you declare and make more declarations now. You have had them from my wife. But the declarations that you make, that you have made, that you will make, are so important this year. Amen. Amen. Those declarations are important. Your mouth must speak. So I believe, therefore I speak. And you must call things that are not as though they are. Tell your neighbor, decide and declare. So decide to follow God and declare on the things that you want and they will be established for you. I want you to rise on your feet with, with me.